Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where every Thursday at 11 o'clock, we kind of tip you off and let you know how the market's doing, some tips of the week, some things for sellers to think about, buyers to think about. As always, it's been a big week, so um, we got a lot to cover. So today we're going to talk about where the buyers are coming from, which is very important, and what sellers can expect. The example of the week was... I told a seller to go off at one number. They went off at a number $50,000 less than I had recommended. And they got $250,000 over their list price. The less you ask, the more you get. And I just don't know if I can emphasize this enough. If you go into the bigger buyer pool by dropping your price, you have more people willing to compete. In fact, the statement from the one seller this week was, I don't, or the one buyer this week was, I don't care what it takes. I need to get this house. So that comes around to prepare the house, price it correctly, let it out to the open market and let it rip. So let's take a look at, you know, the market as, as we see today, Billy, can you see this uh, chart? No, I just see Facebook scrolling, um, redirecting. Ah, so you don't see this chart. Oh, no, I see Safari, a blank page on Safari. Got it. Okay. Maybe exit out of that. Figure out what's going wrong. It looks like it's Facebook. Just exit out of it. Huh? See if you can exit out of Safari. Yeah. Good call. Now can you there see There you it? go. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Billy. You got Let it. Let me go back to Julie's opening screen then. Maybe uh, maybe go full screen because we see all the slides. Okay. There you go. How's that? Yep. All right, I got to put up the screen that Julie put up because it's a nice screen and she does such nice work. But here's where she says the title. You know, she didn't include the pigs get fed, dogs get slaughtered. Um, but um, you know, so let's go back to where we were. Um, the theory here in this market is the less you ask, the less your list price, the bigger the buyer pool that you get into and the more you eventually get. So, you know, we had one seller go from 1.45 to 1.4. He only received one contract, but that contract bid $150,000 over list price. When in fact, he was the only, he was the only contract we had. And he paid another 150 because of the, our contract language and the way we word our contracts. He had to bid. And the only bid he could make was something that he just was going to definitely get the house. And that was 150 over list. And, um, you know, the way we do it, sometimes you do bid just against yourself. Now, today, we also had an example, this week, we also had an example of a seller that I recommended, you know, one number. He put it down 50,000 under what I had recommended which, you know, proves the fact. See, I put it on for what it's worth. We, I know exactly what that house is worth based on the most recent comps, based on what's under contract. So you put it on for what it's worth, gets into the biggest buyer pool, and then you let it rip. And, and yes, we get 100, 150,000 over list price. And it is pretty crazy and it is pretty scary. But this week, I, I told a seller to come out at one number. He came out 50,000 less than that number. 
he got into such a big buyer pool that um, they started bidding the house up. And before you know it, he was 250,000 over list price. Um, I guess that was a smart move on his part to move down even lower than I had thought. But it proves the point, the less you ask, the more that you get. Now, you need to know where your buyers are coming from and who's paying the premium dollars. I mean, who in the heck pays $250,000 over list price? So <clears throat> Billy was involved in a, an executive from Google and an executive from AWS. So Billy, why don't you share with us what the experience was on that? On that. Oh, yeah, I would just like to point out that it's, it's really at all list price. You know, we've had 600s, 700s get bid up 100, 150,000 over list. We've had one fours, we've had one sixes all, and they all get bid up, you know, with two, three, four, eight contracts. Um, but to answer your, your question where they're coming from, most of our buyers right now are either coming from the West Coast, um, you know, tech executives from Amazon or um, the subcontractors that feed to AD, uh, AWS or Google um, or DC or Arlington, Alexandria, you know, they're moving west. We're in a sweet spot. Um, you know, the, the census says that, you know, you, you can sit in traffic for 30 days, you commute or not 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, your average commute time is 30 minutes. So we're 30 minutes, we're 25 minutes west of DC and about 20 minutes west of uh, Alexandria and Arlington, especially where AWS is being built in Crystal City. So we're in that sweet spot. Um, so we're seeing a lot of people moving out of the city. They want more space. You know, they don't want to be in a condo or a townhouse now. Um, you know, it's a $1.5 million townhouse in Alexandria or DC, or you can buy a $1.5 million um, estate with, you know, half an acre in Vienna or Oakton. So that's what we're seeing case, just to answer that point. Yeah. So let me go over the stats with you, Billy. We, we went ahead and plotted where all our buyers are coming from. So we know where they are. Yeah. 50% of our buyers are local. 50% of the buyers are moving up or down within probably 10, 15 miles. Away that's, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say as well. You know, we have a lot yeah. of people that want to stay in Madison. Right. Um, that's kind of our third group, which as you just pointed out, is our biggest group, you know, they're in Madison. You know, right. they bought a house five, 10 years ago. They've had right. two or three kids. They want to move up, um, but they now, want to stay unfortunately, in Marshall. Here's really the unfortunate thing is, so I'm local. I've lived here my whole life. Billy, you've lived here your whole life. 50% um, of the buyers are moving up and down like we normally would, right? Yeah. Well, the 25% of the buyers are coming from Arlington, D.C. That's pretty natural. We always get uh, a migration west. Now, what's really kind of pushing some of these properties um, up hard is 25% of the buyers are coming from out of town. Texas, California, West Coast, Oregon, they're AWS, they're Amazon. In fact, Billy, you, you're trying to arrange for a showing for an Amazon executive this afternoon. Um, and, you know, so I told, you know, the request comes in, normally it's like you wait until the house gets listed, but when we found out that it was an Amazon executive that wanted to see the house, we will move mountains, launch early. I don't care what it takes, get them in that house because they're going to be leaving tomorrow morning at eight. We want to get them in that house. Well, typically, case just to, just to uh, piggyback. War, say again. Just to piggyback. I mean, usually we we launch at five p.m. on Thursday, so we're not really breaking any rules, allowing them to come in uh, this afternoon at seven or eight o'clock. It's just typically we don't do that. So it, whenever in this case, just to answer your what you're talking about, it's like it's if it's an AWS or a Google exec that wants to see the house at eight o'clock or seven o'clock, we'll definitely do that. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to do anything to get them in. Why? Because we know that these prices are very low for them. 
I mean, the house that you're looking at here is 1.1, where they're coming from, it's 1.7. So we're clear that, you know, we know that they pay premium dollars. So do we normally show before Friday morning at 10? No. Will we do it for an Amazon exec? You bet, because we're in this for the best interest of the seller. And um, so that, that's one thing. So, you know, 25% are coming from, you know, out of the state, 25 are coming from Arlington, DC. That group, that 50% group pays premium. That's what's running the prices up. And it's not necessarily, you know, the locals. However, your brother Pat or your father, Patrick, had a listing this week, was a local buyer, did make that big number, you know, happen on a, a home in the, you know, over 1.3 million. And um, so, you know, this is an opportunity for a lot of the people that have larger houses to move those houses, whereas before it was, they struggled to move the house. They struggled with their pricing. And the reason for that is the Arlington, Alexandria, DC, and the, the out of town buyers are looking for larger homes because they're used to paying more money. So they are looking for larger homes and that's what it is. So I, then it takes me to this. Now, can you see this chart, Billy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now this is disturbing for me. Uh, I don't know why those other numbers aren't showing up, but, but I'll, I'll fill you in on it. So what you're looking at is if you launched a house in the first, uh, yeah, I don't know why this is only showing half of these, these numbers. Let me guess, first weekend, first seven days? Yeah, this is the yeah. first seven <laughs> days in June. So if you launched a house in the first seven days in June, what percentage of those houses are under contract already? So if it's 750 to a million dollars, that's the first chart, 55% went under contract in the first week. Why is that important? Well, 45% of the people did not. And you're going to get those crazy prices, those bidding wars, those no home inspections, no appraisers in the first week. So 100% of ours go under contract. And I'm, I'm scratching my head going, why are 45% of you not under contract? And the answer is pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. If people overprice their house to what they think it's going to be, you're not going to get the buyer pool. You need to price it right. Let them bid it up to that number it's going to be. Now, the next one, the 46 that you see, that is uh, homes from that are over a million dollars. Now, this is a 10 mile radius from Vienna. So there's a large group uh, sampling of homes. Only 46% of the people over a million dollars actually go under contract, have gone under contract. Um, again, that tells me 54% of the people are not getting that premium money that they would see. The next block, is 33% and that is homes over 1.3 million. And the last one is homes over 1.5 million. 24% of the homes over 1.5 million go under contract the first weekend. Now, 100% of ours do. So the, the, the problem here is, and I, you know, we keep saying this and saying this and saying this, that if the home is prepared correctly and is priced right, there's a massive buyer pool waiting for it. Why is it that 24% of the homes have sold in the first weekend? Why is it only 24% of the homes are getting the benefit of 100,000 over list price, 150 over list price, 250 over list price? I mean, just think about that. We had a home, 1.4, and you know, it just 
I, I can't disclose a lot of stuff. All I can say is that, you know, a person that offered $100,000 over list price this last weekend lost, and he lost by 150 grand. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. I mean, that's, that's kind of some, some, those are some crazy numbers. But if you play the buyers right, and you know where your buyers are coming from, and you market to those buyers, and you stage your house accordingly, that's what's going to happen. Continually, I will have Samson agents call me and say, my house isn't selling. Um, I, you know, I took your advice. I moved from 850 to 825. And then I take a look at it and it's worth 775. So just dropping the price doesn't, doesn't mean it's going to sell. Yeah. You literally need to, you know, and, and again, Billy's going to attest to what I have to say right now. Um, first of all, you got to start at the right number. You can't start at 850 and then not get it and then come down 25. As Billy and I have found, if you drop 25,000, there is no new buyer pool. Right. There is no new buyer pool. So the example that we have is either going to settlement or going to settlement is we started at 950. Didn't get the didn't get the action. When we went to move it, you know, we we, we worked with sellers, we moved it to 925. There was no new buyer pool. There was no action. As soon as we got it to our number, 899, boom, contracts start coming in and we get back to eight, uh, 940. So just because you move the property list price down does not mean that's what you're willing to accept. Right. It means that's where the bigger buyer pool is. One of the other things, Case, I want to touch on, um, you know, along with marketing and pricing, we need to be in the correct condition. A lot of sellers right now, they're hearing about all of the crazy numbers that everyone received in the spring. And we, we're going to a lot of listing appointments now, you and I and Morgan and Colby and my dad and, and, and Kelly. We're going and we, we have a lot of sellers saying, well, let's just put it on right now. Like we don't need to do, we don't need to paint. We don't need to update flooring. We don't need to update lighting fixtures. It's like 55 or 45% of the houses are, are not selling. It's because they're not updating. The, the sellers are being lazy or they're overpricing or they're not marketing correctly. So the one thing that I would say is that buyers still want to buy updated homes. They don't want to buy, you know, 1980 homes. So 1980 homes that, you know, are not in today's generation of or condition, they're not selling. So we can't be lazy. We can't be greedy. And we have to market correctly. That's the three things that I would say. I, I would agree with that, Bill. And I'm a dovetail on that, that the, that the buyers are so busy. I mean, yeah. they have kids. They're very busy. Whether both uh, works or the wife works and the husband does not or the husband works. The wife does not. Man, kids are every bit as much time consuming as anything. They just don't have the time or the energy to want to fix up a house. Conversely. I mean, trust me. You are so busy, you can't, you can't, you're just trying to, you know, get some, get a breather. So they're, they are looking. So we went to a listing. Um, yes, we went to a listing and the home was in just terrible condition. And the seller wanted the premium price and not to do anything to the house. Not going to do anything, but I want that big number. And we just had to go. I mean, we could, you know, we just had to go. It's like, I can't help, we can't help somebody that's like that. So if you're going to play the game, if you're going to win the game, yeah, play the game. And playing the game is, sorry, my dogs. So in playing the game, 
you need to make sure. Excuse me one second. And case while you're closing the door, I would say that it's only five to ten to fifteen thousand dollars of upgrades. It's not putting in new kitchens, putting in new bathrooms. All it is is some modern paint, some modern hardware, modern lighting fixtures, maybe some flooring if it's very dated. But you know, typically our, our updates are only five to ten thousand dollars, depending on the size of the house. Also, conversely, whenever I'm out with buyers, you know, a lot of the buyers that um, are my age that you know they're fiance or their wife or their husband is too busy, you know, they really want to buy that house that's updated. But a lot of the smart buyers are looking at the houses that have been on the market for 30 days, the 45% of the homes that aren't selling, there you go, the 45% or the 54% that are not selling, you know, I'm saying, hey, this has a great kitchen and, you know, solid bathrooms, but it's in, you know, it has red walls and the flooring's dated, you know, it's only five, $10,000 to update this. And then you have built in equity of $100,000 in the home. And on top of it, we're not competing with 15 buyers or six buyers from Amazon or Google. I mean, if it's on the market for 30 days and it looks a little dated, shoot, we can go in and, and now we have the leverage. Now we're dictating to the seller. So, that's so, we, so let's, let's just say the right way and the wrong way, right? If we're right. buyers, we're looking for sellers that did it the wrong way, which in this case is 75% of the people over over 1.5, um, 66% of the people over 1.3, 54%. You know, we're looking for the ones that did it wrong. Right. Now, it's been proven beyond the shadow of a doubt. We prove it every day. If you put five or ten thousand dollars into a house, it's going to return you 50, 60, 70, 100,000 bucks. That's without a doubt. So let's go find homes where they overpriced it originally. They didn't do the cosmetic updates. They've been on the market for a while and we know we can tell our buyers if you just come in and add paint, some flooring and, you know, $10,000 worth of upgrades, cosmetic upgrades, just right. cosmetic. Now you've got yourself a great deal. You've got built in equity. You bought it at a good price. You didn't pay a premium because it's what everybody else is not looking for. Right. They, you know, again, when Carol and I bought our first home, we, we were standing in the foyer and the people walked in the house looked around and said, oh my gosh, this is ugly. And I looked at Carol and said, we'll take it. Because I knew it's just paint and carpet. Right. I mean, back then it was $30,000 worth of upgrades. It was back to a brand new house, but we got a good deal on it. So, um, you know, when you're a buyer, you're looking for sellers that made mistakes because mistakes cost you money. If you do it right, you get $100,000, $150,000 premium. If you do it wrong, you get, you get screwed for 75 grand. So right. let's go to the sellers that are that did it wrong. If you're a buyer, let's go to the sellers that did it wrong and let's let's move on those houses. So, you know, it's kind of like I know it's hard. Nobody wants to paint a house, nobody wants to put in flooring, nobody wants to change out hardware, nobody wants to do it. But if our buyers are committed to, hey, I can make these improvements, you know, or we know how to make the improvements. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, Case. The competitive advantage of working. The competitive advantage of working with our team is, hey, if you need a painter, you need a floor guy, you need a window guy, you need a hardscape guy, you need a flooring guy, you need whoever. I mean, we have all of those contracts. Plumbers, electricians, sending, everybody. We're not sending you to Home Depot and saying, hey, you know, pay Home Depot 30% over what it costs to put in um, some flooring. I mean, I have five guys I can go to that are going to put in flooring for, you know, a really good price because they work with us all the time. So that's also right. a competitive advantage that our buyers and sellers have working with us. And, and really... 
your realtors are your best source, whether it's us or whoever you're working with, your realtors is your best source for contractors because when we hand out stuff, we hand it out, you know, four or five a month and they depend on us. I mean, they depend on us for their livelihood. And so, but a seller is a one and done or a buyer is a one and done. A homeowner is a one and done. I'm going to do one job and then I'm done. So um, they're more apt to uh, be available when we need them do a great job, charge a good number, not overpriced sellers or buyers. Um, so your realtors are a good source for all that. But let's let's go back to um, uh, just, just one thing that I wanna tell sellers as well. Um, if the sellers are out there or the realtors that are watching us are out there, what you have to do is the sellers need to trust you. And the only way to trust you is to show them that 50 people came before you. This is what the 50 people did. This is the profit that 50 people made. And this is the protocol. We don't change it. I mean, I have sellers that want to do it a different way. They want to do it, um, maybe a drone or a video or something. No, we've already tested that. We've proven it. If that was good, we would be using it. Trust me. So, you know, you got to price it where it should be priced. And again, when sellers don't want to fix up and want to overprice, we just don't take listings. So, but you know, it's, it's bad for them that, that, you know, they think they know, you know, sometimes they know more, but as long as you stay with the protocol, you're going to get this, the predicted results of 50,000 over a hundred thousand over 250,000 over. And if you don't, then the house isn't worth it. Then the house is what it is. You know, maybe it was a, the neighborhood isn't up to par or the home didn't have the fix ups or for whatever reason, that's the biggest number. So if you expose it to all these people and you do your predictive analysis and you launch the listing, it is what it is. Whatever happens, happens. Um, we, and again, I think Billy, you saw it. I sent out a, a memo to the team on DEPCON 3. So DEPCON 3 is this. Sometimes um, we will, we have, so it's definitely know what they want. If I, if I get 1.5 or 1.6 or 850, I'm, I'm going to take it. Okay. And those sometimes come in during the coming soon period. Some sellers aren't sure and contracts will come in and they're like, well, I'd like to, the second a seller is not sure of where it's going to end up. Then we go to DEPCON three and we do not accept anything. We'll see everybody on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll do the open house. We'll collect contracts on Monday. Then everybody will know this is the highest and best offer. So we have some sellers that are extremely concerned still of COVID. I mean, at a listing appointment this week, I, was, I had to wear gloves. I had to wear booties on my socks and masks. So some people are extremely concerned about COVID. For that group, hope is here. I mean, because, you know, we do these spectacular websites, you have these spectacular pictures and we do all the marketing during coming soon. If they get a contract for X amount of dollars during coming soon, they're going to take it. They're just going to take it because they don't want the exposure to their parents and their children of any, you know, outside uh, uh, influence, influences. They, they buy their food with a month, one month supply. So, so different strokes for different folks. Some people aren't sure about the price and need to test fully and, and let her rip. Other sellers have a number and don't want anyone in their house. 
those prop both both sellers can be accommodated. The seller that wants to sell during coming soon, no problem. 70% of our houses get their highest and best offers in coming soon. I'm sure they'll get an offer that they want during coming soon. When that happens, when that happens, we accept a contract and a backup and a backup. Then we go active. The people are the first ones in the house. As soon as they look at that house and say, yeah, I, I'll take it. You're right. I want it. Then the contract is live and we're done. Okay. So for those of you that have parents or loved ones or you yourself are extremely worried about COVID, we can satisfy that. We did this week. I mean, we'll just get it sold in the coming soon. For those sellers that think that price is too low and we're going to get much more than that, then we're going to go DEFCON 3 and we go all the way through. We're going to definitely make sure we get to the home and uh, to the open house. I don't care. I don't care who offers what. We're going to do that open house. And uh, because that's what gives that seller comfort. So you have to know where the comfort level is of, you have to know where the comfort level is of your, of your um, um, seller, okay? And then act accordingly. So, you know, just so everybody knows, this is not the wild, wild west. You know, you just don't go shoot and ask questions later. There's a process, there's a protocol, there's a way you do it. And as long as we stick to it, then everything is good. All right, what other thing do I have here? I think I had, oh, this is just, this is one I showed last week that shows the inventory is there. And again, when is it over? It is over when the inventory exceeds demand. So when the inventory uh, builds to a point where you have five active properties or 10 active properties and one under contract, that is when the market is slowing down. It is not slowed down yet. It is not slowing down yet. Are we getting less contracts? Yes, but we're getting desperate buyers that have to have houses and they will bid it up. So just remember this, the lower you list, the higher you get. The bigger the buyer pool, the bigger the number, the better the terms. Still, I think we've only done one or two home inspections this year um, out of 55. I don't know what we're up to now, maybe 57 listings under contract or sold. Uh, and I think we have I know we have one home inspection. I think we've only had one home inspection out of that whole group. So this is a historic time. That's why we're here every Tuesday, Thursday morning at 11 o'clock. If you have any questions, you can send them to us at Casey at CaseySampson.com or you can give us a call 703-508-2535 and you can reach out to us anytime. I'm extremely bored. Um, you can call me, any, sellers can call me anytime, buyers call me anytime, because the reason I'm bored is this, when you set the home up correctly, and I have Billy and I have five other agents, Kelly, Morgan, Colby, Pam, and Pat, who are all incredibly professional, and just once I turn it over to them, my hands are kind of, nobody wants me anymore, so because they do such a great job, so I do have plenty of time, it's not like I'm overworked. So, um, you know, if you need me or you have a question or a problem and you're a Samson agent and I've done pricing for Samson agents, I just, um, I don't want your house sitting on the market. If I need to price your house for you, let me know. Uh, but I can tell you that, you know, some sellers want 2.2 million and the house is only worth 1.75 million and they have to be told that. And, you know, the proper models. Oh, let me tell you about one other model. Let me tell you about one other thing that happened this week. Okay. 
One other thing, and this is involving pricing. So I went into a house and the house is a beautiful house and it's in a great neighborhood, just one of the most premium neighborhoods you can get into. So I did a pricing model for the sellers and it came back at 165. And I just didn't feel like it was a 165 house. I did the other model of give me all the houses in the same price range and let me know where it comes in. It still said 165. And again, I was looking at it saying, it just doesn't feel like a 165. So I went back to the seven houses that sold in that neighborhood since 2015. I took all those houses and I applied the appreciation rate to each house. So I knew that if you sold in 2005 and the appreciation since then is 32%, then I need to know what that would have sold for today and its percentage of today's assessment. So I did all that model for the neighborhood where I adjusted for appreciation and gosh darn it, that thing was a 1.8 million and a solid 1.8 million. So sometimes, you know, you just have to move. Sometimes, you know, homes in the price range and homes in the, um, uh, in that uh, age and size bracket, they just aren't enough. Sometimes you have a neighborhood that's a premium neighborhood that everybody wants to get in that neighborhood and that neighborhood has a premium. So what is the premium for that neighborhood? 10%. Lakevale has a premium of 8%. So Lakevale house, other house. Why? They've got a lake, they got a pool, they got a homeowner association. Uh, you know, it's just, that's the it neighborhood. People want to be in there. Maybe they grew up there, they have parents there, they have friends there. They wanna be with that lake. What are they willing to pay for it? 8% premium to the houses across the street. This neighborhood had a 10% premium. So most people are gonna walk in. Now, if you look at Zillow and realtor.com, they think it's worth 1.547. So it's not 1.547, it's 1.8 and we can prove it and I can prove it. So, you know, you have to sometimes get outside of the box if you want to get the real price of a house. All right. Sorry, Billy, I had to get that out. I, I usually like to throw things out of things that happened this week. Yeah. Um, big sales, big numbers over list. Where are buyers coming from? Yeah, Bill. No, I didn't want to cut you off. That's why I was just saying I had one thing to point out here. Um, something to keep an eye on. Um, in 2014 to 2015, that's, you know, your whole 2015, what happened in 2015, you know, that speech that we always give sellers. Right. That was only a 20% run up, as yeah. we can see from 20 year over year in June. Um, we're at a 100% run up right now from last year. And I understand last year was different. That's not the same thing, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. You know, we had COVID, we had pent up um, inventory, pent up demand from last year. Um, but that's something to keep an eye on. In 2015, in June, we saw a huge run up in supply and then everyone, all the buyers left. Right. You know, they went on vacation and they didn't come back. So that's, you know, we give that speech to sellers and buyers all the time. Um, that's just something to keep an eye on here. And it's just shocking whenever you see it in a bar graph like this. Um, that's just well, let me, let me tell out. you, Billy, and, and for all of you that are sellers or buyers and aren't numbers people and don't really care, I'll end the show here by just saying, give me a call at 703-508-2535 or Casey at CaseySampson.com. But for a minute, I'm going to go over with Billy exactly how we do that appreciation chart. How did I know that it was a 31% or a 27% or a 22? How did I know that it was 22% 
from, from 2018 to today. So here's how I do it, Bill. So you go to um, your MLS and you go on smart charts, which we subscribe to, and you say, give me all the homes over, you know, from $4,000 to $5,000 in this zip code. 4,000 square feet. 4,000 square feet to 5,000 square feet in this zip code. And what happens is it'll, it'll give you the price per square foot of those homes throughout the years, right? So what I do is I will say, I'll download it all in a spreadsheet. And I'll say in, uh, in 2015, they sold at $210 a square foot. In 2016, they sold at $2,016 a square foot and so on and so forth. So then I calculate from today, if I go back, how much are we over 2015, 32%? How much are we over 2016 and so on, all the way down the road? Then you apply that appreciation rate to every listing that sold. That way, all of them have been brought up to date to 2021 pricing. Then I went back and I said, give me the current um, assessment for each one of these houses, right? So I've got current assessments, current values adjusted for appreciation, then you run your model. What does it say? 1.8. Now I feel comfortable at that because I knew I was, it just, I felt I was in a 17518 house. It's like, why are these guys saying, you know, why are all the models saying 1.65? It's because if you're on Hunter Mill, if you're on Hunter Mill Road or you're on Beulah Road or you're on, you know, one of these roads not in the neighborhood, you are 165. But right. in that neighborhood with $2 million homes and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and you just drive in and you're like, my God, this is a big neighborhood. So, so there is a premium to have neighbors that are that nice. Now, you know, that's that target is it's professionals. I'm just telling you, it's professionals. It's a doctor. It's a lawyer. It's somebody that's, a, you know, there are professionals that just want to live in, in an executive neighborhood. There are VPs, you know. Uh, CEOs, COOs, this class of buyers that want to be in this kind of neighborhood that have an acre of land that's flat as can be, and it's gorgeous, and it's hugely manicured, you know, manicured and all that stuff. So, so anyways, I just want to kind of say that what happened this week was we had to go outside of the box to price a house, and because it just didn't feel right, you know, your gut feelings got to be there, and it just it just wasn't there. So. Um, I just thought that was an interesting way of, of arriving at it. And they finally gave me the number I was, I was thinking about. So in the future, if it doesn't make sense. Let's take the neighborhood itself. When you have something like that, where you suspect a neighborhood premium and let's appreciate it up. Let's work the appreciation rates and uh, you and I'll get together and I'll show you how to do it. Yeah, I got it. All right. Anything else? We good? Did I cover everything for this week? Yeah. All good. We'll see you next week. And hey, uh, one more thing. Uh, go Warhawks state championship game this this Saturday. So good luck at Madison. Saturday at six o'clock. If you can get a ticket, I think there's three thousand people for the regional championship, wasn't there? Yeah, three thousand or four thousand at the state semi over at Lake Braddock. So um, you know it's what? Great. It's great for our town. They need to put that in a. They need to put that in a bigger stadium, man. Yeah. We need a big. We need a bigger boat over there at Madison. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. This is Coffee with Casey. I'm Casey Sampson. That's Billy Sampson. You can reach me at Casey at CaseySampson.com or 703-508-2535. We'll see you next week.